we think of class, we can think of kings and rulers and queens and people who are in these, these places where they've had throughout their generations this lifestyle of living and having everything that they needed at their disposal. But then one day they realized that there was a need in the land and they decided, I'm going to lay down my crown. I'm going to lay down everything about me and all of the things that caused me to have glory. And I'm going to lay it down and I'm going to go be with the people. And what Jesus did was he emptied himself of everything except that love and that humility. And he came through the Father's will to the earth. He lived among humanity. If he was in this room during this season, you would not see him any different than anyone else in the room. In humility, he was beaten. He was filled up with our sin. And then he died like a criminal. See, I would have just left and went back to my, my place where there was safety. But instead, he died like a criminal, naked on a cross. In humility, he became our redemption. So let that mind be in us, that we will pursue all things that we pursue, our knowledge. What difference does it make if you know everything about how anything works? You gain all that and then lose all his purpose for you. You lose everything up here on earth and then you end up living somewhere in hell or what's the purpose of that? So, you know, if you're blessed and you know something, let God get the glory. Keep in mind why you have that mind and how God wants to use you, that there's a purpose for that. Let all of your pursuits, let all of our pursuits be with that knowledge that Jesus is Lord and what he's done for us. And we miss it. So I have a song. And I just want to sing this. This is Jesus, I'll never forget. I may have to go down on my key, though. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Sing it with me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Sing it. Jesus, I'll never forget. No, never. Say it one more time. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me, Jesus. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Come on, somebody needs to stand up. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget. No, never. Sing what a mighty, what a mighty God. We, he's a mighty God. Singing what a we serve. Singing angels bow before him. Heaven, come on, sing it. 
mighty God we serve. Jesus, I'll never forget. Never. Jesus, I'll never. How you set me free. Jesus, Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, Jesus, I'll never forget. No, never. We will never forget you, God. We will never forget you. Woo! Deuteronomy 8 says, observe the commands of the Lord God. This is going to be long, y'all. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks and streams and deep springs, gushing out into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord God for the good land he has given you. Has he given you good land? Woo, come on. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Woo, come on. Somebody say, I will never forget. Don't fail to observe his commands, his laws, his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of, you can say Egypt, you can say the gutters, you can say lifted you up into the White House, you can say whatever you want, but don't forget him. And out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with his venomous snakes and scorpions. Let me tell you, it was some snakes and scorpions out there when I was out there, there was always something trying to, trying to make sure you stayed bound up and tricked and lied to. Yeah, there were some good folks out there. Niceness was good. But I needed some fire people who loved God to come after my heart because it was lost. I was messed up. And I needed somebody that loved me enough not just to hand me a dollar and put me on the side somewhere, but somebody to say, you don't belong here and snatch me out of dark places. Hallelujah. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with his venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of the hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known. And my ancestors didn't know didn't have the privilege that I have to stand here in this hour. Do you see what I'm saying when I say I was brought out? It wasn't something I did myself. 
It was something God did. And I don't want to brag about me. I just want you to think about you. I want you to think in your own terms because I'm not the only one. Okay. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end, it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and strength, my hands have produced wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors. And he swore that to our ancestors all the way back. Adam and Eve, where we're all connected. Beware that you do not forget the Lord, your God. So it sounds like I'm talking about pride more than humility. When I was looking up all this information, trying to figure this all out, let me tell you something. We need to do more weeks about humility. We need some more of this. Because I believe a key inside of humility would bring a unity, a culture of honor inside of this church that we are really desperately trying to follow God and observe. We're wanting to honor people. And we're wanting to bring them to the place where God is calling them to. There's a relationship here with, this, with the family groups and, and all the things. We're trying to figure this out. And in the middle of trying to figure it all out, it's real messy. Stuff is kind of, why are they doing this? You know, and I got to, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I said. I'm not even telling you what y'all said. Uh, why did you, I wonder why they didn't do it like this. If they did it this way, then this would happen. I was just in the office with Phil the other day telling him, well, Phil, I think if we do this this way, then this will happen. Woo. Who was that sitting in that chair? Where did that come from? Now, I'm not saying you can't have suggestions. But we need to make sure that everything always comes with that remembrance. Of where, what, who we serve. Okay, because knowing that makes us line our stuff back up and get in alignment with God. Because let me tell you, in all honesty, when Jesus delivered me, it was from some little man that was sitting on the ground messing with some flowers and talking. It had nothing to do with what you would have said would have made the order of the service of the day or made any sense. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and all of these people gathered around me and called, came to me. It was like all of you guys just rushed up and just lay hands, and then I got hit. You know, God does what he wants to do if we allow him. So humility alone takes the right attitude before God. So it doesn't matter if I'm right. I could have been very correct about what I said to him. But I got to admit, that was my idea. Not even place, humility would place that idea before God to say, is this your idea? Because God lifts us up through humility. He opposes the proud. Doesn't matter how good your stuff is and how good my stuff is. If it's not saturated with the one who gave his life because he's worthy when I was looking for people that I could say they're humble and they're meek, there was nobody more humble than Jesus that I could find. I searched and searched and then the word said, 
everybody that he was searched for. They searched in heaven, and only Jesus was worthy. So, okay, that's enough for me to know that I need to get off some pedestals and don't exalt me until God is in front and he's exalting. Then we acknowledge the first mark of the Beatitudes, blessed are poor in spirit. Ooh, man, I can't even figure out how I went through all that and then got here and thought I had arrived at something real. And I'm thankful that God brought me, but I just need to keep I need to keep humility before me. I need to keep it before me. Without humility, we can't abide in this favor. Meekness and lowliness of heart are to be the markings of all those who say they are disciples of Christ. Pride is a dangerous and antagonistic um, opposer of humility. Pride is dangerous because it will raise itself up And you think you see it when you see a narcissist. I hear people talk about narcissists all the time. You hear that and you think that's when you're seeing pride only. But let me warn you, there is an evil one who looks to devour and he walks around and he'll ask you a question. Did they honor you when you did this? And the next thing you know, they didn't didn't honor me. They did not honor me, and somebody does need to, hey, do you know that I did this, and, and I did that, and, and, and sometimes we won't do that. We'll just kind of sulk pride. If God didn't say it, then that settles it. If you or I decide that I don't like you because I've decided, I've walked, well, I'll give you a good example, I was homeless once, and I have talked to more people that are homeless. And somebody said to me, girl, I just brought the homeless people to you because you know what to do with them. Man, inside of me, I cringe. And I remember thinking to myself, uh, what makes you look at me and think now that I'm the person who's supposed to deal with homeless? You're supposed to deal with them too. And my brain went off. My hand was gone. I mean, I, inside, I was like... But they were talking. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't mean any harm. But I was like, mm-hmm. I had an attitude. It was deep inside my, sorry, it was there. Okay. That was the real thing. And I, I thought to myself, do I look homeless? You know, I just couldn't. And I probably did that day, too. That was the bad part. I just, <laughs> I just, uh, I just thought to myself, man, when am I going to rise above that? Hmm. Whew. Well, let me tell you, thank you, Phil, for asking me <laughs> to do this message because I think I would have missed this because that's not the only occasion that I have risen up in some kind of a self-glorification. I forgot where I came from. Now, does that mean I should have all the homeless people come to me? No, I'm not saying that. I am saying I need to watch my attitude, the one that in me that exalted me to think that that was, I was too high. Does that make sense? The word pride is the, in the Bible more than 49 times, but it's implied from the very beginning of when Satan was in heaven, when Lucifer was in heaven, all the way to the end of the Bible. So we got to be careful because that is a deceiver. The word humble is in the Bible well, let's say 
humble itself, humility, humble in all its, all of its forms, in the Bible over a hundred times. I guess everywhere I looked, people got tired of trying to count how many times it was in there. These are very important. My suggestion to you is to take some time and start to study. Don't think you're going to get it all here today. I'm trying to warn you with such a vigor that if there was a word or a message that I would say we have to be careful of, it's pride. In the last two years, I've seen more pride rise up in people than I think I've ever seen before, taking us to this place of arrogance and, and separating us from each other. We know we rise up against authorities. We rise up. What is God saying? Don't tell him what he said. Find out what he's saying and then operate in that. And even if my sister may look a little different than what my brother is saying over here about it, then we are lined up first with what God has said. Truth is what we should be careful to walk in, that humility so that God can speak through us. When God opposes, everything opposes. Favor, peace, and our rise. So when we put ourselves in a place where pride has authority, Pride comes before a fall. And if we decide that we're going to do that, then God opposes pride. Now, I got to tell you, I was trying to think of in my head what that meant. It's one thing when the devil opposes me. Who do I go to when God is opposing? And I don't even know what to do with that. So I don't plan on being in that realm. But I'm asking God, what do you want to do with this, God? I'm asking him what you want to do. Can we ask him that? I'm going to try to hurry so I don't I only have a few minutes. Okay. I think I've got enough on the pride and the humility. Hopefully that you can kind of understand some of it. So we know that pride is a destroyer. First Peter 5, I didn't get everything up on the screen, so First Peter 5 and 5 um, says, submit yourselves to your elders, all you who clothe yourselves in humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Now, that's in Peter, in case some people think that's an Old, Test Old Testament scripture, because sometimes we get hung up on old and new. I can't distinguish the two, because the word is the word of God, no matter what. And so this is right now coming from the New Testament saying, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you in due time. Cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert. Be sober. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in your faith. Drink a little water. Oops, sorry. Got take top off. And that's okay. I can mess up, y'all. So I'm going to go through a list real quick because I want, to, I want us to have time to pray. Pride robs God of his glory, Deuteronomy 8. Pride undermines unity and divides families and churches. Pride refuses acknowledge, to acknowledge dependence on Jesus. Pride is one of the seven deadly sins and it's an abomination. It's known possibly to be the worst. The one that pride is known to be the one that underroots all sin. 
God hates pride and arrogance, Proverbs 8.13. Pride claims supremacy with God. Pride is excessive belief in one's own ability that infers with, sorry, that interferes with the individual's recognition of grace of God. Pride leads to a fall, and then God fights against pride. We must actively humble our heart to the only one who can change our heart. And we think we can change it. Mm, we have to humble. Humbling ourselves, laying down our thoughts about a matter. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. First we humble ourselves. Then he lifts us. Then he comes near us. Then we can hear him. We must, must um, humble ourselves if we want favor and if we want position. And if we want position without that place of humility, we are a danger to the body of Christ. It's real easy to want to be up here in the front because it looks like it carries this fame. It carries weight. And I never promote people. Well, I probably have, but I don't want to do that. I don't try to promote people before they've gone through certain places in their heart because I know how far you can fall, how difficult it can be. Matthew 22, 12 says, For whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So don't contend for God's glory. Build yourself up in the most holy faith. Jude 1.20 says, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy mixed with fear. To him who is able to, to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forever. Amen. Jeremiah 9.23 says, thus, the Lord, thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his own wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might, let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glory, glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord which ex exercises love, kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. Could everyone stand, please? I just want everyone to realize that nobody's exempt from walking in 
pride. It means we kind of got to check up pretty much every day. We have to take some time and make sure we're putting our heart and getting it set up so that God can take it and rend it, whatever he needs to do. It's real easy to walk in a place of pride. I have to apologize to anybody that I have ever taken a stand like that towards and raised myself up above you. I, I just, I was so ashamed of some of the things that I have done in this journey. Once I started to study this, I didn't feel worthy because I knew that there was many times that I've talked to people and I thought in my head certain ways about them. But God wants us to call a culture of loving him into the midst of this body. He wants you to be set in such a place that your desire and your design is when we see each other, we look at each other and we see everyone that Jesus, who is high above every other name, in the earth his name will be praised and under the earth his name will be praised. He gave his life for that person. So study the fruit of the Spirit. Understand what's righteousness. And when you see a brother or sister, don't go give them some fake, oh, you so blessed and all that, and you don't really mean it. Tell them who you see in them. Declare it out. Because then we help them make it to the end of the journey. And that's what it's all about. If there's somebody out there that needs Jesus, we need to tell them. It's no time to keep looking at the clock on the wall and going, well, what time is it when I get myself together? You better get yourself together right now because we don't have that kind of time anymore. If we are exalted so high that we have exalted ourselves above Jesus who already came and died and resurrected. He's already done what we need to have the power to tell people about him. What else are we waiting for? If we're going to do this, we're going to do it in love, but humility will help us get there. If you want to exalt yourself, then go low so that God can raise you up. And the day that we take on, if we see someone in fault, if we have loved people that way, guess what's going to happen? We're going to be able to walk over to them and say, hey, honey, that's not right. This is not okay. I love you and I never. And they're going to believe you. They're not going to believe you if the only time you say, you always, you just messed up. And what are you doing over there? You're just a messed up piece of, you know, but they are, might be messed up or whatever. But we have them in our midst, in our family. Tell your children how much you love them, but tell them, call out the gold. We do that. But I'm asking us to come up higher and do it more. Increase. If you haven't accepted Jesus, that is the most uh, difficult form of pride to break. The one where Jesus himself has already given his life. And we're saying, we don't need God. We don't need you. We don't need what you did right now. It's not the day for me. If you're hearing the sound of this voice or the voice that Larry brought up saying, if you need Jesus, accept now. 
this is the hour. Can I hear amen? If you don't know Jesus, this is not a condemnation. I'm calling you to a place of safety so that you can have the hope of glory living in you that can deliver you. You can already see from what I said, I'm kind of messed up sometime. So it's not like you're going to be perfect in that way, but you're going to be perfect in Jesus' love, and we're all going to grow together. How do you know if you don't have something I need, and I need you in the house? So it's no more time for all the clocks on the wall and all the alarms that are going off to be ignored. Can we say amen? amen. For some, this is a day when you will submit to humility and remember what God has done for you. And because of that, God is going to exalt you. Can you say amen? If you have not accepted Jesus, this is your moment. All strongholds of pride will break off when you step out and say, I will receive you, Jesus. Can the church say amen? If you want prayer to accept Jesus, don't be waiting around. I don't care what church you're in, you run up to the front. And I'm talking to you at home too. You get up there and start telling people, come run. Roll down the aisles. Don't let pride or anything make you feel like you come grab Jesus with all of your gusto because he is yours. To some, you're going to reach the lost. You're going to compel people to come to Jesus because you're going to break off pride, the fear of telling man today. Can the church say amen? Some are going to join into other family groups. You're going to go there because you're by yourself talking to everybody. If we're by ourselves, that's a dangerous place to be. Because this lying little scheming thing comes out. He's already planning little things to keep you from knowing truth. And the accountability of brothers and sisters keeps us accountable, keeps us in check. Can we say Amen. Jesus said about the Father, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. John 20, 21 says, Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me. I am sending you. Do you hear me? We need to get in position. We need to hear from the Lord. Could you come up, Phil? Somebody here, I felt this when I was doing this, feels like when they read their word, they don't get anything. That they feel lost in their hearing and, and they feel like they're not getting anywhere when they pray. If that's you, I want you to be bold and step out and come forward and get prayed for because it was so strong that it came up over and over and over and we want to break that today. Um, and one more, one more piece, I think. And we want to develop that culture of humility in our body. I believe everyone needs to have prayer for that. So I'm going to turn it over to Phil. I just want to implore you one more thing. I hope nobody feels con condemned. I hope everyone feels a fire burn in you. Because we're doing this because there are people, when we sit in here and get comfortable and don't take this word seriously, there are people literally, their lives are ending. And they're not going to have another chance 
unless we are the ones to go. So we're sent to tell people, will you go? Or are we going to just keep doing church and coming and showing up? People coming to the front of the aisle and needing salvation. And we're like, I got to go to dinner. No more of that. We wait until this is done. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my mouth out there and I might be wrong. But I want to say this. If I am wrong, I'm praying that the Lord will show me a correction because somebody waited for me. And that's why I came in. It's time. It's time. Can we say amen? amen. Can we say amen? amen? Can we say amen? Amen. <clears throat> thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Father, we just thank you. Just receive that word, Jesus. Thank you. I want to leave the altars open here. So if we could have prayer teams come just to this front section and then just over to the side there under the screens. I want to leave this main general aisle open because I really feel like there's a response in our heart just to come up and let's just humble ourselves before the Lord to see his value, to see who he is, is the beginning of us being able to see other people's value. You know, the scripture says humility comes before honor. I always used to think of that, that for myself. Well, I guess if I'm going to be honored, I better humble myself. But what if that applied to somebody else? What if it meant that if I truly want to honor someone, not just in word, that I would see humility, seeing the value in that person greater than myself. And then I can truly honor my brother and my sister. It's amazing that sometimes in me, I discover uh, pride in the middle of scriptures on humility. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking about myself in that application and not other people. But the Lord, the Lord is here inviting you to pour yourselves out for him and for the broken and for the lost in this community. And this is the hour and the moment for that. So I just want to open the altars and just leave this section open here. <clears throat> if you just want to come before the Lord and if that message touched your heart and and you just want to come before the Lord. You know, there's two ways I believe you can get humbled. You can, you can do it on your own to very little effectiveness. <clears throat> or you can understand the scripture that says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. That's how we humble ourselves. As we come to the feet of Jesus and we see the exalted one. And that awe of the exalted brings us into that same position of humility that Jesus has. As we, as we come low in glory before him and, and humility is at work in us. I don't know about you, but I want to take the option of humbling myself in the, right, in, in, in the presence of the Almighty rather than just get, get humble. There's a lot of ways we can go about it. But this morning, the opportunity has come to Jesus this morning. If that's you, if, if this message has touched your heart, I encourage you just to come out of the aisle and come down and just find a spot on the altar. Uh, if you don't know the Lord this morning, the, the teams are here. If you need healing in your body, if you need deliverance, thank you, God, that he is delivering people. 
that people are being set free from demonic spirits, that people are under incredible oppression and persecution uh, from the demonic. As, as, as I recently had somebody just telling me that there's a demonic spirit that was just poking them and messing with them physically. And man, God has freedom for that. He has freedom from night terrors and oppression. So if, if you need freedom this morning, come down and talk with one of these teams and just let them pray with you. But the altars are open. And finally, we all need covering from pride. We all need to bow low. It's 12.02, and I know that we're getting ready to leave. But I've, I wish the only way I could transfer to your heart how important humility is, is to ask you to take your time, pull from the word, Ask the Lord to show you, to turn your heart, rend it, set it before him and just say, I want to know you. And then humble yourself. What does it look like? You're going to ask God that. And you're going to take the scriptures of the word and you're going to take the time and kneel. And you're going to take the time and pray and declare over yourself what you need until you walk this thing out. And you're going to join with people who can keep you accountable so that you can grow in this, so we can grow in this, because I know I need to. Can we pray together? So, Father, I just thank you so much for placing us together, God, to hear your truth today, that you love us, that you exalt those who are humbled. And we're not looking for power because we can't match your power. But what we do want is your covering. And right now, I just pray the breaking off of every stronghold of pride in Jesus' name over this body in Jesus' name. I declare that the hope of glory will pour into the minds and thoughts of every person that's here, that a hunger will fill them up, God, that something will just burn like fire inside of them, God, that they will shine so bright that they will snatch people out of hell, that the hope of glory will just pour through them in such a way, God, that they will be filled up built up in you, God, not exalted in their own, not exalted in our own, but exalted up in you, Jesus. We declare your healing power over our mindsets, God, that we will change our minds, that we will listen to you, put you first and foremost in front of us, behind us, all around us, God, that we'll remember Jesus and what he's done and everything Thing in every direction we go in. And can the church again say, if you agree with this, can you say amen? Uh-uh. I'm serious. I know God can hear you, but say amen. amen. If you need to come forward, don't walk out of this door without coming forward to get prayer for healing, for anything. And Christy, would you play while she's playing this song and then feel free if you're going out. But I just want to tell you, thank you for your attention Thank you for your prayers for me. Thank you for putting Jesus first because that's what's going to grow all of us.
table. We have a, a, a gift bag for you back there. If you didn't get a chance to fill out a card, she'll be sitting in that booth there and she's so inviting. Um, we would love just to get to know you more and, and visit you if that's something that you would like to do as well. If you have kids next door, just head over next door, grab your kids and just bless the children's workers you're over there as well. Bless you. Let's go out with that message deep in our heart. But we receive it, Jesus. We receive it. The altars are still open. I believe the Lord's still working on a few this morning. That, uh, that the Lord's just going to, you just can't get past that urge just to come down. There's something about acknowledging the Lord, even in the sight of other people, that I, I don't always understand, but, but God understands it. And so, Lord, we just, we thank you, God. Let this seed fall not only on good soil, but thank you, God, that you have watered it in the process of us receiving it, Jesus, that this word has been watered and it is, it is, it is the Lord. It's the Lord that causes it to grow. We're the one that gives him the credit for that. So bless you guys.
Done. 